You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, one thing's for sure. When we're looking for contentment and imperfect things and everything this side of heaven is imperfect, we're bound to be disappointed. So where can we find contentment and what happens when we're there? Let's talk about that with Josh Bramos, who's the worship pastor at City Rev Church in Pembroke Pines, who wrote about this in the Good News February's edition. Josh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I love being a Moody. So thank you for having me. <laughs> it's yes. funny. We start this conversation. You weren't privy to this because we didn't have the mics on yet, but I was just talking about some of my worst interviews ever. And he was like, did you just go to a song? And I'm like, well, we've got yours all queued up, so we'll see what happens here. <laughs> we'll no. see what happens. <laughs> We're talking contentment and, uh, okay, maybe it's... Um, your house, maybe it's your car, maybe it's your family. We're we're just never completely happy. We start off happy, boy, I got a new car, and then the next thing you know, boy, the oil needs to get changed, and the tire went flat, and this, mm. that, and the other. And we just always seem to lack that contentment because we're looking for it and the stuff of earth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that neighbor pulls up in the new Tesla. <laughs> Man, you know, I got my Hyundai Elantra over there. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's really it's all those things. Uh, I think when. When you have something and at some point you lose the satisfaction of it, it shows you it never actually had the ability to give you contentment, true contentment. Mm -hmm. So anything, your marriage, your children, uh, your Bible study, your disciplines, at some point when you don't follow those disciplines or life hits you over the head and you're not having your devotionals or you just, the money's out of the bank account, it shows you it never had the, the power to actually sustain contentment in your life. Mm -hmm. But what's so devastating, I think, for some of us is we think those things will do it. And then once we have that realization, that can really even cause a crisis of faith. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. You kind of look to the Lord. You're just like, God, this is miserable. I I can't find anything. Nothing makes me happy. And we we see this from all the the superstars, you know, athletes, movie stars. They they come to this point when they've had everything, you know, and then we just kind of hear those stories. Think, oh, yeah, yeah, but we're still longing for that. And there's something that's been designed in us. And I've searched for it for, I mean, I'm 35. I, I've not lived a life that other people have lived, but I have, I have, ch- I have a lot of children. I have my own church in my house in a sense. You know? <laughs> Your own congregation. I, I've huh? done a lot in my life. I've had my pain and sorrows and there's more sorrows and pains to come as I get older. You know, death's coming in my life, friends, family. It's, it's natural. It's going to happen. And all those things. I mean, we try even life preserving life itself. Like I want to live till I'm this point. Well, what happens when something happens in tragedy? Now your life's miserable. They did, a, they did a whole thing on um, uh, people in, in, um, in homes as they got older, the how sad they were because everything they ever loved, children, family, homes, cars, it's, it all, they lose it at some point. Mm. Now they're getting taken care of. So it's those things at the end of our life we realize. And I just, I'm so grateful that God is bringing these things to my mind now, showing me now. Because the contentment is found in a person. And that makes all the difference as we do grow older, as things start being stripped away. If we learn it while we're young, like you said, that yeah. makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess the question is, how do you learn that? Yeah. Like, what, what, <laughs> mm-hmm. do, you, what do you do? That was my question. What do I do to gain contentment? I don't think we had to learn bitterness. Uh, we didn't have to no. learn complaining. That's just part of who we are. So that seems very easy to us. So how do you learn contentment? Yeah, that was the question. I think I asked for such a long time, like, how do, how can I be satisfied? What does it even look like? And I said, what do I need to do, Lord? And that's the, and I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, it's, that's the problem. You're asking, what do you need to do? Uh, okay. Well, how do I, how do I do it? <laughs> he's like, that's still the wrong question. So I, I eventually I remember just getting upset. I don't have human 
I don't have English language. I, mean, I know very little Spanish. I don't, I don't have any English language to ask you the question of how, how does my soul find contentment? And that's where Psalms 37, 4 came in my life. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. It's Josh, you're living in the bottom half of these verses the whole, your whole life. Okay, so I get it. Delight myself in you. Then you give me the desires, all the things that I've desired and wanted to find my contentment. Let's start with delight first. So I remember just asking him, well, what does it look like from your eyes to delight in you? And that's where my journey began, kind of. So what did it look like? Oh, man, I, I'm over here. For th- you got a three-hour segment? You ready? <laughs> yeah. I can tell you about Jesus all day long. Yeah. What it really did was it, it uh, shifted my mind to surrender the, um, the desires to gain something from him mm-hmm. that only he could give to me. Uh, I mean, here, the greatest gift we have is what? Is salvation. Did you do anything to earn it? I mean, can we start from the basics there? So if the greatest gift is given to you, why wouldn't delight be given to you? Why wouldn't desire those, you know, our family, we have devotions. My wife, I read with her. I want to have the desire to have a devotional life. Well, I've done that for years. I've gotten up early for years. I've done walks. I've, I've had the disciplines to, I should have already had delight at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come to the point where I was so miserable, so upset. I didn't like the church. I didn't like music. I didn't like family life. I didn't like marriage. I didn't like nothing made me happy, you know? Mm-hmm. And God brought me to that place of just being so low where I'm like, well, show me what it is. And then he came in, started with something small, like a blue jay, mm-hmm. learning how like creation is declaring the glory of God and the skies proclaim the works of his hands. And day by day, all pours for the sunrise every morning. Then it became the Holy Spirit and you, Bridget, telling me something that encouraged me. Oh, there's God. Oh, there's God and Eric. There's the man. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then my delight started forming because I knew where his voice was and knew where his presence was. And then I couldn't stop seeing him everywhere. So now present God is a loving God. Now my delights formed. Now I have the disciplines. I want to go read the word. I don't even know more about this God who's with me. Mm-hmm. It's delight before duty where it used to be my duty and disciplines before delight to gain I th- it. I think many times we're looking for, you know, we think of how wonderful eternity will be with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And we lose fact of the, as soon as we accept him as our savior, eternity has begun. And I think that's what we, we lose fact. We lose the idea that he is with us now mm. throughout all of eternity. <sighs> and uh, I think that's what you're pointing to. Those little moments are pointing us towards eternity or pointing us to him who is our eternity. Oh, I mean, if you look at heaven, and you think it's going to be this grand, oh, I'm going to have this land, these mansions. You've missing the point. Right. Right. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get up from the presence of Jesus if there even is time for the first thousand years. That, that, then I'll get up. It's like they're all they're just gifts. He is the reason. He's the light of the world. He's the light of heaven. He is our groom. Like he, we're just, it's him. I want to stand in his presence now. How can, I want the next, if I have 50 more years of my life, I want the next 50 years to be so happy in Jesus that I get to walk with him on the way here, talking to him on the way here. I, had, I have a friend that I never used to really enjoy. It was I served him and I read about him and I, I sang, wor- led worship, wrote songs, but I have him in the most intimate way now. So now when I stand on the stage and lead worship, no one bothers me anymore. The church doesn't bother me. The curriculum, the liturgies, the people's expressions, it's like I already have found the person who's affirming me. Now I'm just going to show you what he's like. Or I'll tell you what he's like, like we're doing now. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking with Josh Bramos, worship pastor at City Rev Church. And I, I think of the book by Ann Voskamp, A Thousand Gifts. Oh, it sounds shoot. like it sounds like that's what you're <laughs> saying is that our eyes have to be open to his goodness and those in the little ways. And then that points us to him so that we can delight in him. But our eyes have to first be open for those gifts. Yeah. Ann Voskamp, man. My mom, my mom's listening right now and she'll laugh when I say <laughs> I love Ann Voskamp. Mm. That, that book on, on gratitude will change your life. There's been a lot of books that have given me language. Desiring God has been a very, very powerful book in my life too, as well. Mm. A book called With uh, Sky Jathani. It's just there's just books that I just. It's men that have gone before me that have struggled the same way I have and said, "Hey, I, I found the one that knows everything I've ever done, mm. and I've and I found the treasure, and I, I'm giving up everything else to sell it because now I'm, I'm buying this field. It's, his name is Jesus, by the way. Mm. You know, okay. That leads us into the song, I think. Tell us about this new song that you uh, sent us just yesterday. Yeah, so it's called As They Did. We sing it at City Rev Church, and uh, we wrote it basically about— we took all the stories in Scripture that are not the, the, the main ones, like David and Goliath, or the Noah and the Ark, or Jesus on the cross, or Peter the Knight, like the big ones we typically will say. And I took the patriarchs and kind of found those moments of intimacy— uh, Daniel inside the lion's den, Jacob when he wrestled God, Mary holding baby Jesus, mm. uh, Moses in the wilderness of like, just where are you at in the Sinai moments too. And so it's basically, it's using all the patriarchs and I want to know you as they did in, in the way they knew you. And then it uses uh, New Testament stuff and Old, and Old Testament stuff. It talks about the religious leaders saying, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And I've said a lot of things about the Lord and and my love for him, but my heart was just far from him. And so I think now I've understood, and it's like I just wanted this song to to teach the church, hey, let's look at the fathers before us, and how did they find intimacy with, with, the, with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? I want to know them like they did in the secret place. All right. Well, here is that song, As They Did. You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3. History speaks of men cared for laws but not your hand I want to know you I want to know you as they did I want to know you as they did Are you there yet I guess is my question or uh-huh. Are you are you getting there, or are you striving for that? I guess what is there that finish line? Everyone's. After. I want to know them <laughs> as they did. Um, that that's a lifelong process, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's done by the power of God. Yeah, at His appointed time. I had said, I had said, man, why didn't I have this before? I said this to a friend. Why not eighteen? I went through so many years of just striving and struggle and tears, just like God, where are you at? Why do I see you now this way? Why is it that you waited till I was, I think it was 33 when this, my life started changing. Mm. I said, why? And I was just being full of tears all the time. And someone said, it's at his appointed time. Like he uses all that. He, he led you to all those wells that ran dry so that you would learn how distasteful they were. So that when you came to taste what he has, you'll never go back. We were just talking music and the song that I just rings in my head constantly is through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust his word. Mm. Um, that Andre Crouch song really speaks to what we're talking about, I think. Mm. Man. He, so he's the common denominator, right? So through it all, let's say that mm-hmm. it's when you're in that dark season, that valley, 
right? They just become little mountaintops if your object is to find the person of Jesus. Yeah. They're not valleys anymore. Mm. The, the high extremes, they don't become that like adrenaline-fueled, like, yeah, this is it. This is, becomes, this is, I'm with Jesus. Mm. It's the person of Jesus in the car with you. It's in the person who's in the reconciliation of marriage. It's listening to his voice in every season, death, grief, pain. Now, it's easier said then when someone's walking through it, I understand that. And I beg God, because you're this real and this because you're this close to me, I'm not necessarily afraid when death comes my way because you're the one who sustained me this far. You've given me this joy, this happiness. I mean, this is not conjured up by the world. I haven't read a book. I haven't done self-help or worked out to get this. I'm absolutely amazed. It just It's like the scales off Paul's eyes. It's the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. It's when he decides to let you see him in a different light, it's just beg. You're, you're the persistent widow. Mm. Give me relief from my adversary. Let me see you. Let me hear your voice. And then when he shows up, it's like, he's, wow. I'm just, is this contentment? Is this <laughs> right. satisfaction? So circling back to the beginning of our conversation on contentment, the word that kept coming up is delight. To delight in yeah. him is what helps us get to contentment. Yeah. That is my, everyone probably gets annoyed at me saying that word. I say it all. I think it's my new word of, the, of my life. It's just yeah. delight. Delight. Well, there's a new project coming out by City Rev Music. Yep. Tell me about that. It's called If You're Willing, 10 songs. Uh, they're all songs that we write for our church. We sing these in our church already. So our church is eager to hear them. So we're going to, the whole idea of If You're Willing, the whole concept is this process. Especially in my life as one of the writers of this record is, man, it, God, if you're willing, you'll let me see you. It's the two stories, I believe in Matthew, where it's the, the leper says, um, if you're if you're willing, you can heal me. And Jesus says, I'm willing. And then it's the centurion saying, if you just say the word, my, my servant will be healed. Just say the word. It's like that concept, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're willing is the final track on the song. It's a prayer. And it's saying, God, I know that you're willing. If you're, can, you, can you heal me? And whatever disease it goes with you, it can come cancer. My brother-in-law just had two brain surgeries. Uh, he had a tumor. And in the bridge, there was a specific line written about him. Mm-hmm about him going going to be going to be living through this this surgery that God had given me which is powerful. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it's God is willing. And, but the thing is let him stir the delight in you. And when the delight comes, you're just going to be so in love with this person along the journey that the circumstances just become second. It's the old turn your eyes upon Jesus, mm-hmm. look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his uh, glory and grace. Grace, yeah. grace mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So where can we find this music? A lot of, everywhere you listen to music, on every mm-hmm. platform, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube music, whatever. It comes out on March 10th. It'll come at midnight. So whoever wants to stay up at midnight, I will not be doing that. I go to bed at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, well, when you got a full house of kids, I understand why. But is there also a website for City Rev? Worship? It'll be on our church website, cityrev.org. Mm-hmm. We'll have it up there. And uh, we'll, pos- we'll also have chord charts and stuff up there for churches that want to play it, like, so. Yeah, because that's one of your goals is to help local worship leaders create songs for yes. this community. Yes, yeah, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm always about that. Well, yeah. the uh, website, by the way, is at our site. So if you mm-hmm. forget, just go to ericandbridget.org and you'll see it there. The, the phrase that popped in my head as you were talking also is come to me. That's what he welcomes us to, right? Yeah. Come to me.